1: Zach Wilson, and it goes to Corey Davis. Crowder trying to get
0: him out of space, slips a tackle, and there he goes. Crowder, it's a foot race, and Crowder is in there. A 69-yard touchdown. He'll hit immediately. got the handoff. You know and <laughs> the q Oh, my gosh. Thank you.
1: From the playlikeajet.com digital studio. This is Play Like a Jet. My name is Scott Mason. You can follow me on Twitter at Play Like a Jet One. And it is time for the Jets Bills post game report. Ooh, what a bad, bad beatdown the Bills gave the Jets today. At MetLife Stadium 45-17 And believe it or not It wasn't even as close as the score would indicate We bring in the owner, the operator The lead reporter, the whole shebang Over at JetsInsider.com And above all that, a very big deal Mr. Chris Nimbley to dissect this one Chris, we said before the game That it was either going to be much closer Than we expected Or an absolute beatdown It ended up being the latter
0: Yeah, uh, also like I'd much rather dissect, like you know, like some dead animals or something. Like, <laughs> there. like is there what else can we dissect? <laughs> Anything else? Because what, like, what is there to say? They, like, they got smacked around. They got beat down every facet of the game. They had three and out to start. Bills go right down the field, touchdown, and like somehow it, it was like it was almost close towards the end of the sec- the first half. And then and you bl- blinked your eye and all of a sudden it wasn't close anymore. And then the bills pick up right off the second half and remind you it's definitely not close. Uh, yeah, there's this I mean, ev- everything was bad. Uh, you know, that song from the, the Legos movie, everything is awesome. It's that except the exact opposite. Everything is horrible. Nothing worked at all. Um, that that That's really all I got for you.
1: There's a lot we can talk about, but let's start with this. The Mike White experiment is over. The Mike White era, the feel-good vibes, gone. Mike White was terrible today. Four interceptions, a couple other passes that probably should have been interceptions. Played about as bad of a game as you can possibly play. The only possible way that he ends up playing against the Dolphins is if Zach Wilson isn't physically ready to go, which Robert Sala indicated might be the case. I tend to believe that Zach Wilson is going to play next week. You and I said that Mike White would be the quarterback for as long as he played really, really well, and as long as the Jets were winning or at least close to winning these games. That didn't happen today, so if Wilson is healthy, I have zero doubt that he plays against the Dolphins now.
0: Yeah, and and honestly, uh, Wilson might not be able to play, and Mike White still might not get the nod. He, He was that bad today. And, you know, the Bills quite simply took away the short pass uh, from them early. And then he wasn't able to beat them downfield. He tried pushing the ball downfield a little bit. And go ahead and rewatch it if you want to subject yourself to it. But that's what happens <laughs> when Mike White tries to push the ball downfield. That's what I saw uh, two years worth of training camp uh, from him. I, I, it was to be expected. Uh, it's one thing to be able to catch a Bengals defense off guard and, you know, dump a lot of dump offs three and a half yards and get the, the runners to run open with it. But they took those short passes away. They made them try to attack downfield and it did not work. And like you said, it should, there should have been more interceptions in there should have been more issues. Uh, you know, Corey Davis continues his nightmare season. Uh Michael Carter's been one of, you know, a a bright spot on the offense, but he couldn't get anything going today. The offensive line couldn't generate any type of uh, openings in the ground game. Again, every facet of the game, every level, the Jets just got completely annihilated.
1: No question about it They got beaten from pillar to post And we said that this might happen with Mike White That the stagecoach would turn back into a pumpkin The Bills have the best defense in the NFL And we figured that they were certainly going to watch the tape And figure out if they took away the short stuff And made Mike White go deep and down the field Then he was going to struggle And that's exactly what happened So now the league has figured out Mike White It took them a grand total of seven quarters And everybody can see right in front of their face that Mike White is what we always assumed he would be, which is maybe a decent backup and nothing more than that, which is fine. That's okay. There's nothing wrong with that, especially considering that there was nothing invested in him. But I think the Mike White fairy tale has now finally come to a close. Corey Davis, as you said, just absolutely brutal, making that catch and then fumbling He has had a really rough year. If you look at his production, it's not terrible, but if you look behind the box score, that's where you see – The passes that he dropped, the passes that he should have caught that led to interceptions, this fumble, it has not gone the way that the Jets expected for the receiver that they paid $12.5 million. Elijah Moore got another touchdown, so that's a bright spot, I suppose, And mop-up duty. He's now had four touchdowns in the last three weeks if we're looking for bright spots. The offensive line did not do very well today either. And then you look on the defensive side of the ball. There were some players that had moments. Quinton Williams got in on that big play along with Sheldon Rankin's. And Shaq Lawson, where they were able to make a big stop on third down. And Quentin Williams was triple teamed on the play. So, huge play right there by Quentin Williams. But there wasn't enough of that throughout the game. And I'm going to get into the coaching in a bit. But first, I just want to talk about how we said the Jets were susceptible to screens and dump-offs. And certainly, they have been susceptible to that all season. And we saw what the Patriots did. We saw what the Colts did. The Bills didn't do that, really. And Josh Allen barely ran. He didn't do much with his legs. What killed the Jets was the fact that they have young, inexperienced defenders in that defensive backfield because Josh Allen went to town. Stephon Diggs looked every bit the elite receiver that he normally is today. Had 162 yards receiving and a touchdown. Gabe Davis, who had had quite a bit of a drop-off production-wise before this game, he had a big game as well. Those two guys accounted for an enormous amount of of the Bills offense today and ultimately what it comes down to is Josh Allen made the plays that he needed to make the Jets weren't making any plays on their end Allen had plenty of time to throw on most passing downs and Singletary when he was given the opportunity certainly did what he needed to do he also had a touchdown average over six yards carry but this was just a game where the Bills offense was very proficient the Jets defense got destroyed and and when you put that together with the Jets doing nothing or actually less than nothing on the offensive side of the ball, this is what you get.
0: Yeah. <laughs> you know, the Bills, the Bills have, have not been able to run the ball at all uh, going back to last year. And they ran the ball for 5.8 yards a clip today. Mm-hmm. Uh, they they ran it with Singletary. They ran it with Breda. They run, ran it with Moss. Uh, Josh Allen actually only had the one run for three yards. Everybody, it it was everybody else. Uh, and (laughs) so this was definitely, you know, uh, not just because the bills lost to the Jags last week, but this is definitely a get right game. And they've, uh, got right when the wooden column and got right after two years of not being able to run the ball to be able to put up those types of yards. They started off by, you know, passing all over the place like they normally do, though. And the Jets obviously don't have uh, the secondary to stop these Bills' weapons. And then that opened things up, softened up the defense, and they just start running the ball down their throat. Um, I'm just going to say, like, the Jets are still, it's, you know, a little more extremes we're dealing with than expected. Um, and there's a couple of things wrong, but the jets are on pace and I think they're going to end up the season pretty much where I expected them to end up the season. Uh, the, the lows are at worse than expected. Uh, and even the highs were, were higher than expected, but go back to training camp, go back to us talking about, you know, the Robert solid, not wanting to get a veteran corner, uh, about putting so much, uh, you know, responsibility on the shoulders of undrafted rookies at linebacker, uh, you know, like, go back to all these points. And it it was obvious at the time, and it's even more obvious now, that the the coaching staff and front office were saying, yeah, we're going to be taking our lumps this season. That's what this season is about. It's the start of of this organization and this coaching staff and all that. And it's the start, the first year in this system, but we don't have the horses to run this the way we want to. That, that was obvious from training camp. And, you know, we all get caught up, especially when you see for the third time in a year, a team almost hang 50 on them and you get caught up in the emotion and just, Oh my God, this is horrible. I, I, I think I've ever seen. But again, going back, this is like, they were relying on so many undrafted rookies. And then they've had, you know, injuries again it happens every year, but their entire, they, they're missing both starting safeties. Uh, you know, obviously the Jared Davis signing that experiment. Uh, yeah. I, I think we I can call that experiment at this point already. Um, and maybe that's some bias creeping in from what I saw there, but that, did, that didn't go, isn't going well right now. So, I just, I, I'm, uh, as I've said over the past couple of weeks, it's still jarring to see a Jets defense be so bad against the run, but they, they signed up for this. They knew this year it was going to be about taking their lumps and they, they relied on those guys. And now they're feeling the effects of relying on, and, you know, such a, 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 a roster with so, so many holes and trying to fill those holes with, Young undrafted rookie.
1: All that said though, Chris, the coaching today very suspect, especially on the defensive side of the ball. Jets playing a lot of cover one, which is mystifying because when the Bills have struggled on offense, typically it's been against cover two. This almost felt like Salon Ulbrich were trying to outsmart themselves. And then when you look at what Stefan Diggs was doing, a lot of the day he was single covered by Javelin Gidry. Now I like Javelin Gidry, but he's predominantly best in the slot. And you can't put him one-on-one with Stefan Diggs and expect him to have anything resembling even the slightest bit of success. And of course, predictably, Diggs ate him alive. So there were a lot of suspicious decisions here on the defensive side of the ball As far as coaching goes I understand what you're saying They don't have an all-world team On the defensive or offensive sides of the ball But there are things that you can do To at least put your team in the most competitive position And I don't think they did that today Particularly when you look at the way They tried to cover the Bills It went disastrously
0: Yeah, Salas said afterwards That you know they were trying to play the run But the Bills kept throwing the go-ball And have you watched the Bills the last two years? Because, like, why? If you paid any attention to the Bills in the last two years? I know you guys are really bad at the run, the worst run defense in the league, but the Bills like to throw the ball, make play the, the pass, and make the uh, Bills beat you on the ground before you start playing the run.
1: And Chris, um, if I could interject if you've decided you want to sell out to stop the run, but then you see what the bills are doing in the past game, make an adjustment.
0: Yeah. I, I don't know. There's, there's some head scratching, uh, things going on with, with Salah here. You know, maybe, maybe it's, uh, some just rookie mistakes he's making. Maybe he's, uh, it's just like an he's overwhelmed because there's so much wrong with this roster and he's got to cover up so many things um, maybe he's he's just not uh, saying what he really needs to be saying uh, or wants to be saying or maybe you know he's he's uh, just uh, telling bad lies to us. but a lot of, see there's been a few things that he said in recent weeks that I'm just like, what? If that's what you think and that's what you believe, that's super concerning. Um, so, yeah, it, he's going to have to get a lot of stuff fixed and, and and figured out. The rest of the coaching staff as well. I still think it's this is largely a, a talent, uh, uh, you know, being deficient of ta- enough talent. That's the biggest issue here. I uh, get this uh, a lot more talent and I think you see the system starts to make a lot more sense and starts to work a lot better, but you know, there's there's nothing you can do about the talent right now. So uh, there's, there's still a bunch more games left. We've, we've just barely crossed over the, the midpoint. And, you know, I wrote in the article that it's now this, this time of the season where we can, just kind of let the you know we're used to this. Let the coaches worry about any type of tweaking to uh, game plans, adjustments, and yada yada. It's time to turn our attention to the off season for the most part here, and that's a familiar place for Jets fans to be. Play like a Jet. Play like a Jet.
1: As I was saying on Twitter, and I hope this doesn't end up being the case, but if we continue to see questionable coaching decisions like this, and if Zach Wilson doesn't come back and improve significantly over the course of the rest of the season, Jets fans are going to be in a really tough position because they're going to be wondering if the GM, the coach, and the quarterback were all mistakes. And I hope it doesn't come to that because after everything that's gone on the last bunch of years, if Jets fans have to question all of that again, it is going to be an absolute morale killer for this fan base. So fingers crossed that they start to at least turn the corner in terms of turning the tide. Whether or not that happens, we'll have to wait and see. But one of the players that is going to be a part of the solution going forward at least this year, if there's going to be a solution, is Brandon Echols who has started at corner this season, got hurt. He's been banged up a little bit, but he's managed to play. This game, he came out with an injury toward the end. Mike White ended up getting hurt, so we talked about whether or not Zach Wilson will be ready. Who knows what the story is there. Chris, what do we know about those injuries and anything else that may have gone down injury-wise?
0: Yeah, not much yet. Uh, it was a quad for Eccles. Uh We'll, we'll get uh, more tomorrow, um, I'm sure, on the conference call, and then uh, a little bit of update, and then they don't actually have to give us the uh full I- injury information till wednesday so we'll 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 probably get uh updates there if it's they're minor then we'll get them uh explained fully tomorrow if there's anything uh you know questionable questionably serious or could potentially be serious then uh we'll get news that you know. That We got to wait for them to get an MRI Or something along those lines And, and let that clear up But r- right now that's that's all the extent Of what we got
1: Chris let's go inside the locker room What do we hear from Robert Sala And some of the players who spoke
0: Not a chatty group today um, You know Sala Listen <laughs> he, he wasn't uh, Very like you know Demonstrative or angry and screaming He just kind of looked like beaten down resigned uh looked like you know the team played is basically what it was he said that uh the d7 system prides itself on improving as the season goes on but clearly that's not happening now um he also said that uh you know uh, Uh, Zach Wilson might not be 100% healthy to to play next week. Uh, So don't, you know, he said uh, he's still dealing with stuff and not sure if he'll be ready. So that's, you know, that's that's not uh, great to hear because you would like to see uh, Zach Wilson get back and get to see if he's learned anything during this time. Um, but yeah, there, there wasn't a whole lot else from Sala. Like I said, he, he said that they were playing, uh, playing the run and the bills just kept passing. And honestly, once he said that, I, my brain kind of checked out on the rest, but I, <laughs> I have stuff to hear, but you know, not too much more interesting. Mike White's uh, was, is talked, he was, you know, really hard on himself. Uh, he, you know, especially for, uh, the mistakes and the turnovers going down there, but I I just, I don't know what else could expect from Mike white. It was going to be, you know, it was always going to be an uphill battle for him this week. And the bills came out with the game plan for him. And he just doesn't have the physical ability and the talent to do anything else to counter it. Um, He did it. You know, I don't like doing this, but I'll just, uh, I'll just give you a quote from Mike white. Uh, we have to be able to make adjustments to that about, the, this is about new, the bills neutralizing the short passing game. We have to be able to make adjustments to that. We ha- have to in game be able to see what they're doing and know that, and be able to identify and attack it. He says we there, and, you know, there's, I, I, I hate trying to do the whole parse the words thing. Sometimes you can tell when somebody does something very deliberately that way he had sitting there talking to a group of reporters after bad loss. We, uh, me, sometimes words just slip out, but it is interesting uh, that it, it, it you could, could very easily read that quote as an indictment of the and the offensive coordinator that he wasn't able to identify a way to that, to neutralize what the, the bills were doing. So, you know, if that is the case, it's not a great quote from Mike White either. But also, uh, if it's not the case, there's some merit to it. Uh, but also, it, it's hard to say too much about that because, again, that's that short passing game is the only way you can win and succeed with Mike White. So if the team's going to shut that down – there is there is nowhere else to go. The only other place to go is push the ball downfield and four turnovers.
1: Two stats that Rich Semini tweeted out that I thought were worth mentioning before we go, Chris. The twenty twenty one Jets are the first team to allow at least forty-five points three times in a four-game span Since the 1966 Giants And then here's another fun one The Jets have allowed 175 points In their last four games That's the second most points allowed In a four game span by any team Since the 1970 AFL-NFL merger The Titans allowed 177 points In a four game span in 2004 So in case you were wondering How things are going for the Jets And specifically the Jets defense That should tell you just about All you need to know Chris Nimbley, the owner, the operator, the lead reporter, the whole shebang over at JetsInsider.com. And above all that, a very big deal. Thank you so much for coming on and breaking down this Jets pummeling at the hands of the Buffalo Bills, 45-17 at MetLife Stadium. The Jets are going to be home again next Sunday at MetLife Stadium as well against the Miami Dolphins. So we'll have plenty of coverage leading into that game and then, of course, postgame coverage as usual. In the meantime, check out everything Chris is doing at JetsInsider.com. And follow him on Twitter, at CNimbly and at Jets Insider. Check out everything that we're doing at playlikeajet.com and the Play Like a Jet YouTube channel. You better believe you're going to be getting some film breakdowns from the thunder from down under Luke Grant this week. A lot to talk about. There were some pluses, but mostly minuses. So you'll get a little bit of both on the YouTube channel. Watch all the videos and subscribe if you haven't already. Also check out our store at tpublic.com That's t-e-e-public.com We've got the Bless You Thank You shirt With Quinnen and Williams and John Franklin Myers The Zach Says Go Long shirt Hopefully Zach Wilson is able to come back in time for the Miami game The Zach the Ripper shirt The Play Like a Jet logo shirt It's all there courtesy of our talented artist Who is Luke Grant's significant other, Alex You can find her drawings at underscore Can I Be Frank? on instagram and make sure you give us a five-star review for the podcast on itunes if you haven't done that already easy way to help out the show if you like what we're doing doesn't take you much time doesn't cost you any money but it goes a long way to help us out so if you could go ahead and do that for us we'd be quite grateful and for the latest and greatest in new york jets podcasts and content you know where to go that's play like a jet digital and play like a